0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel and Star Wars. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media merch and more. Today we are recapping Tales of the Jedi episodes one, five and six, uh, the the Ahsoka episodes. Um, And I'm here with a guy who I had to carry on my chest through the wilderness to hunt down a space gazelle. It is my brother, Jake O'Rear. Jake, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm um, really glad to be here. Um, when Michael hit me up to talk about Tales of the Jedi, um, I was like, "Can I please talk about the Ahsoka episodes?" And so, in order to get ready, I I surrounded myself by some uh, some clones, and I had them all shoot stun stun blast at me, and I just had to I dodged them all up, and I started hitting them back with my lightsaber. I just I had some epic training. Now I'm ready to go. Let's go.
0: Yeah, uh, you, you got to get the training in, so uh, good on you there. Uh, <laughs> Jake, uh, I don't even know where to start, right? So we, we get these three episodes here, uh, and we kind of talked about it. Um, it seems like technically it's in chronological order uh, based on the timeline, but it's two separate arcs that never truly intersect. Maybe you can find themes that kind of complement each other, but um, I want to get your take let's go ahead and start tales of the jedi as a whole what did you think as a whole yes
1: i freaking loved it but i'm like such a before i say anything i should have asked before we went live i uh, cursing is that still a thing you've all 'all y'all been cursing more
0: yeah i mean it used to not be a thing i i don't uh i've never stopped anyone else typically i don't curse but sometimes other people get on here and they start cursing a lot and then like that like It's like uh, there's like an effect to the cursing. So it makes me start to curse more, too. All
1: right. Well, then I won't I won't try to do it. But if it happens, it happens. So I'm a dirty S.L.U.T. for uh, anything (laughs) Dave Filoni, especially his animated stuff. I love Clone Wars. I love Bad Batch. Obviously, I love Rebels and Mando and um, Boba. But anyway, I love anything Filoni touches. And I'm just i i really loved this kind of short series there was like you know i was talking with someone recently what i really love about star wars is like when my two favorite things is like the world the universe how people explore it but also like the morals in this world because there's so many factions and people and stuff going on and learning about like you know you may be a jedi you you may be a Jedi and you can leave the order, but you can leave the order for so many different I just I don't know. It's it was such it's such a complex look in the morale some characters that we have and haven't seen too much of, or you know what I mean. Um I, I loved it. I really loved
0: the whole thing. Yeah, you know, you had asked me um before you had watched it if I liked the Ahsoka episodes more or the Dooku episodes. And I said Dooku. <clears throat> but I rewatched the episodes before coming on here. Yeah? And it's a lot closer than I think. That's I mean, I, I think I think the second of the bunch here that we'll talk about, um, the training episode is my least favorite. Um, I think the first one ties in. I think the first one is good because of the last one. And I think the last one is a 10 out of 10 piece of gold, honestly. It's, it's in the upper echelons of animated Star Wars episodes for me. I thought it was just absolutely wonderful. So uh, I'm really excited to talk about all this.
1: Yeah, I... It- and I'm exi- I'm excited to talk about the training episode and debate that because that was
0: really one of my favorites. I really love that episode for a lot of reasons. So
1: let's jump right in.
0: Okay, let's put a pin on the training episode. Let's we start out here. We open on uh life and death. Uh this is and we're going to we're gonna kind of just it's going to be very freeform. I'm going to basically set up a plot. Uh we'll talk about our favorite parts, things we didn't like easter eggs whatever um but so basically what we're doing here is this is the birth of ahsoka this is following the first year of her life um it kind of time jumps pretty quickly because it once she becomes a year old i guess it's it's part of the tradition to go hunting and, and to learn about life and death um ahsoka does this ahsoka uh, they and uh pavti her mother um they encounter a uh tiger like creature the tiger steals ahsoka uh, and, uh, Ahsoka uses the force to convince the tiger to bring her home. And that's the episode. Um, honestly, I thought that uh, it, it was fine for me. It was very, and this is the thing. We don't even get this in like, Andor now this episode is so slow. And I don't necessarily mean that as an, epi- uh, an insult. It takes its time It lets you be in the world. It shows you the characters you're living with the music and the nature. I thought all of that was really great um but it wasn't until the end so you know i guess we're kind of i'll kind of mention the last episode but we open on the life of ahsoka and we also her mother is kind of teaching her the importance of killing right or or when you have to do it um and that's how we end the series as well so i thought that was a really good uh bookend to everything going on but i'll stop talking now what did you think of this episode um i really liked
1: it um it i really liked that um this is this is a character study. We're learning what makes Ahsoka tick. Um and I I, I didn't say this before. I don't know if you see this little minifigure the people that are watching. I got Ahsoka on my mic. Um Ahsoka might be my favorite character in Star Wars at the very least top 3 at the very least. Um love this woman. She's super cool and I love seeing the togruda homeworld. I'm not sure what the world is called, but the togruda um you know read a high republic book recently they're diving into some tagruta culture um learning about how hunting is very important in their culture and that it's um you know i want to say primal but that might not be the right word they do just show their strength and it is honorable to hunt and as we see in this episode she talks about how you know life is beautiful but death happens and like it's a survival game and you have you know you pay your respects when you hunt um really thought that was beautiful loved the um kind of uh it may have been what's called their regassa, kind of their head huntress um the older woman the older to I can't remember her name but i liked um you know they they did this thing a few times she she marked their foreheads but also some characters would like mark like do a little like touch of their forehead mouth and heart it's almost a sign of the cross it's like, their <laughs> it was like... <laughs> you know as i did that i was like wait that's pretty that's pretty christian bro
0: yeah
1: um yeah i i love i love this it it was a depth into their culture and i um something i'm gonna revisit a few times is that um i i started to think about this during the training episode and thinking about it like as all three of her episodes but i like um the idea of how she was raised how she was trained and how she ended her story uh, or ended her story of this like era like leaving the jedi order um compared to how jedi or uh, how uh, anakin did that you know she was raised in a very loving culture um without really like tragedy in her life that young um you know she got taken by a tiger but she didn't know that Oh, well, she she just she's just calmly used the force on that thing and was like bring me home and then the other friends i bet that guy like little tiger bro hangs out at their uh their village now um, it's like their security <laughs> yeah oh dude that's sick we need to revisit
0: that. Like Ahsoka is like a toddler-ish, maybe a little older. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is what's really interesting to me. And this is like something that's really come about in uh, some of the new canon stuff is the force connection with animals. And I know it's always been there. They've, they've touched on it a little bit. But like it seems like only like the elite force users have the capability to... Uh, you know, not necessarily manipulate animals but connect with them. Um, you get some of this with ray you get some of this with Grogu, and you get some of it with Ahsoka, which I I don't know what that actually means, but you know, it's something.
1: Yeah. I am um, I'm gonna keep talking about High Republic, uh, because I've been really reading some of those books lately, loving that stuff, and they talk about it and it's a common Jedi practice, but like you said, it's more like a you either got it or you don't. Um You know, there's like a dichotomy of these two characters, Elzar and Stellan. And Stellan's just terrible with animals, but Elzar, for some reason, just like got it. And it doesn't have anything to do with like who they are. It's just like, you know, they. It's their midi
0: Yeah, midi
1: Why not? (laughs) They have the animal midi It's The attribute points in a video game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you about this, too, because I thought this I don't know if I love this line from I think her name, the the I don't know if she's like the matriarch of the town. The I think it's uh, Guntaki or something like that. I'd probably totally mess it up, I think but she uh, she does. Uh, at the very end, she call, she very clearly says, oh, she's a Jedi. I thought this was a really weird line for me for a couple of reasons. Um, number one, I feel like the point of Ahsoka is that she's not a Jedi. Um, also, like, is that, like, because all Force users don't become Jedi, so, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, just because she has these abilities, that doesn't mean that she is a Jedi. I mean, she's a Force user, right?
1: Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to justify this with what knowledge I have in the world. Um, so, typically, I mean... At this point in the galaxy, from the High Republic till the end of the Jedi Order, there's no real like Force user that doesn't get scooped up by the Jedi. They typically either sense it out or they get reports and they go scoop them up. And as for the Sith, um, they they haven't really been around, you know, especially especially right now where Ahsoka is. The Sith have just been like presumably extinct for years and years and years um so i feel like all they know right now especially like local folk is just jedi they like they they didn't have to suffer the wrath of like a sith army or like the rule of two sith um so i can understand that it's a little tongue-in-cheek of her just being like oh ahsoka jedi and it's like oh there we go we heard the line um but that's like my rationalization of that scene i i liked that i like that like cuz imagine like imagine in your little hometown you like there's this one little kid and he's just exceptional and like you learn like he has the potential to go be like what is the guardian of your
0: world like that's awesome
1: um that's that was my interpretation of all that
0: and that's fair that's completely fair I- i'll uh, accept that um do you have anything else on this episode life and death um i don't think so yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, I will
1: say, freaking beautiful episode. Yeah, like watch some of those early Clone Wars episodes and watch like what this felony animation looks like now. I mean, like some of those shots of the trees or just like the mother's eye. Popty as she like kind of squints, like looking at
0: the what was it
1: bayuk or something that yeah. the gazelle <laughs> yeah. anyway i thought the animation was beautiful
0: no i totally agree they did not like skimp on this at all like it got the full treatment um it looks absolutely incredible um mm-hmm. and the music too like that was blowing me away throughout the entire thing uh, and like it's not even like it's they didn't have fast like they're not like repeating scores in three episodes mm-hmm. they're like there was a this episode had its own Track right, like its yeah. own style. Um, and same with the other two. So, uh, yeah, very impressive the amount of effort yeah. they put in this.
1: I feel like with an hour and a half long series, Disney like doesn't isn't going to skimp on the budget. They're like, we can really throw some buku bucks at this and make it like grand.
0: Right. Okay. Well, let's move on to practice makes perfect not my favorite. There's things here that I like, um, but I'll set it up just like I said at the other one. Basically what happens here is um, we open on Ahsoka, who's training in the dojo in front of um, the other Jedi, and Anakin's basically like, uh, listen, this is not like a real test. Like, uh, You need to like fight like actual living people. So she goes with Rex in the 501st, and basically they set their blasters to stun, and they're shooting at her. She has to block them. Um, She kind of gets better throughout the episode and then we cut to the end where she we're picking up with where she was after Order 66 and her encounter with a bunch of uh, uh, clones, which if I remember correctly, she like uh, she she very much uh, like Duke's like many, many clones and just like a good parallel to show that the training did pay off in the end. So, Jake, what did you think of uh, Practice Makes Perfect?
1: I loved this episode. There's a couple, like, little Easter eggs I wanted to point out real quick. Um, did you catch the cameos in the dojo scene?
0: Yes. So, well, there. I mean, we know all the Jedi in there, but the big one for me was uh, Caleb Dune. Uh, Kanan yeah. was in there. which uh... yeah.
1: And his master, Depa Balaba, which is one of the best Star Wars names there
0: is. <laughs> so fun to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jake, you also, you mentioned, I, I believe there might be some retconning in here. You mentioned to me that there are some things that stuck out to you. Is, there, is this something you might be referring to when you said that there might be some retcons? No, not this episode. Well, I think I've got a couple here. Yeah. Um, number one, uh, Kanan does not know who Ahsoka is when they meet. And maybe you can yeah. justify that as, like, he was very young or whatever, but... Um, but I don't know. He was like super impressed with how well she was doing. I mean, you feel like yeah. that might be a core memory. Um, also, um, I don't know that she's met Sanu, her her this this older Jedi that trains her. Um, I don't know that they Anube? have been counting, a- huh? Sanu Bay, Sarah Sinube, Sinube? Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I because I remember when they met. She, like, we've we've already seen them meet before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The timeline's getting confused in my head, so I don't know. Some of this yes. stuff felt weird, though.
1: For for the Terra Sanube thing, I didn't think about that, though. I think you're right, because I feel like we're led to believe this is like season one Clone Wars Ahsoka. You know, she's wearing a different outfit, but I kind of like that. I didn't love Ahsoka's first outfit. Um, I like that they may have changed it up if this is that era. Um, so that that one might be she may I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they've like met or anything for Caleb slash Kanan. I think he did mention that he knew Ahsoka, but I could I could be totally wrong. I I haven't seen like season two rebels
0: in so freaking long. It's so much to keep up with. Like, I like to it tell really people is. that I'm like the an- the animated super fan, but like this stuff is still so confusing to me. So yeah, um, I will say
1: the big retcons come in the last episode, but we'll get to that.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: um, was there any other cameos? Well, there wasn't a cameo, but there was one kind of like little thing I really liked. In um, kind of this when she leaves the dojo and goes to the warehouse. Um some like one of the clones hits her and like rex is like go easy on her jesse and jesse's like sorry um jesse is the main arc clone on the whatever freaking ship it was called in the last episode of clone wars that she was fighting he was leading that whole 501st after uh rex went missing
0: I couldn't tell you where I knew Jesse from, but I, I felt when he said that, I was like, oh, we're supposed to know who Jesse is. Like they, Jesse's such a specific name that uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. For me, again, I, I felt like the first and the third episodes complement each other so well. And this one, like, it would make more sense if, you know, it's this specific training that helps her in episode or the the i i don't know i keep calling it episode three but her episode three mm-hmm. um I, I don't know it just it didn't fit in there with me it does it does you know cater well to the uh order 66 episode but other than that it's like there's a lot of like the actual act of like them shooting her over and over again like i got i was really bored by that
1: yeah i I, I I do agree. It doesn't necessarily flow the way the Dooku episodes does. Like, it does kind of feel like a chunky middle. Um. What I really loved about it is that, like... It showed that... Ahsoka needed to be the one to have the hard training. She needed to get her butt whooped a couple times because, like... If she didn't, there's so there's so much in the future that she could not have like tackled very well. And I think um, you know, obviously we see that she gets down on herself and she obviously, you know, she leaves the order, first of all, because she thinks they've like, you know, they, they wrongfully accused her and stuff. But I think she needed to be very strong because she fights Vader at one point. She needs to, she needs to, you know, help train Ezra bring the ghost crew into the main rebellion uh she needs to take part in training grogu um you know I, I, and th- that's another thing of like the di- dichotomy of both her and anakin is anakin had a very traumatic and hard childhood and she had an easy one but which kind of set her up well for very hard training where he he things just kind of came to him he was the chosen one he was incredibly strong Which gave him such an ego, which did not help lend to the fact that, like, when Palpatine was like, "Dude, you're strong. Help me out," he's like, "Let's do it. Like, let's do, let's do it, dude." Um, so it, I like that. I like that. Like, it shows that every step matters. If you're not doing, like, if things don't work out the right way and you don't handle them accordingly, you know, throughout the step, like, throughout the path, like, Ahsoka could have ended up like Anakin, but. You know, it's because of what she's been through. I don't know. I really liked that episode, especially because it fixes the whole of how the hell did she block that many blasters at once in the conference room when they, when order 66 was first called.
0: Yeah. So I don't have too much more to say on this one. I'm going to have a lot to say on this last one. Anything else? Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, That's it for me on training episode. Cool. Uh,
0: Let's move on to resolve episode six of tales of the Jedi um i I said it before this might be one of my favorite things ever um (laughs) this is this is my new favorite western movie even i'll put it that way uh because like i just thought it was just so clean so well done um i'll set it up like i set up the others so we open on ahsoka going to padme's funeral. love that she was there um bail organa encounters her uh he basically gives her uh you know uh long distance radio or tracking or calling a cell phone i don't know uh but he's like call me if you need anything um but she ends up going and living on this farm with these people and um what the one girl really likes her the guy clearly does not He he's clearly a, a, an imperial sympathizer um so uh they have a conversation she calls her out on being a jedi because she saved the B- bay hills from falling on her the brother over here is that the brother reports it an inquisitor comes burns down the village and uh ahsoka handily dispatches of this thing in a badass way so uh and then we also close with her going back to bail and assuming this is the start of her rebel days so jake what did you think of this episode
1: um it's really really cool episode um from beginning to end really loved it i loved like um even though it was short lived, according to this episode, it it she was on this planet presumably for a long time. Um, I love this little uh kind of episode eight Luke arc that she has, where she's like, you know, we we obviously we've seen her like, I'm done with the Jedi Order, but like she's still kind of doing some good things. She's just a fricking farmer right now. She has at, she's so on the low and does not even like she's she's done with the fight for now um and i loved that um there's a whole bunch i love the the padme funeral really got the you know as say whatever about padme that is a very emotional scene um and it was great to see it again animated see ahsoka was there bail and mon mothma it was great
0: yeah so now this is this is all really good i i feel like um it's very reminiscent of uh, Fallen Order uh, with Cal, where they are both working unfortunate jobs, and um, they use force powers to prevent job site accidents. And then somebody oversees it, and inquisitors come. So, uh, very I didn't even similar. Think about that parallel. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's Star Wars. It's it pretty rhymes. strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, I thought this was all really good. Um I'm trying to think of where to even begin. I mean, my favorite is the showdown. Again, I kind of called it a western, like uh I and I think it really showcases Ahsoka's power because how many people have we seen struggle to fight an Inquisitor? And she like there was no there was no struggle. Um, like she just she just grabs the saber and cuts him down. Um, I have a lot of questions about the Inquisitor himself, though. I don't know. If he's ever been anywhere before, I don't think he has. Also, did he turn into a force ghost? What what? Tell me what you know about this guy or what you think about this guy.
1: I know next to nothing other than he's an inquisitor. Um, so. I'm going to touch on the retcons a few times. Um, Basically, after the funeral, when like when we see her on the planet from the till the end of the episode, it is straight ripped from the Ahsoka novel by E.K. Johnson. Um, and I, I told Michael earlier, I'm, I'm about done caring about retcons, you know, Star Wars, everything's an adaptation of just something like you, you word of mouth, tell a story. It's never going to be the same every time. Uh, and so that's just like what Star Wars is. And especially like if it's from book to show, it's not going to be perfect, but there was some pretty, um, socially unfortunate. Uh, retcons i didn't love but we'll get back to that as for the inquisitor i think in the book he would have been the ninth brother but i think the ninth brother has been visualized as something else in the comics so i think we know nothing i wonder if, i was thinking he might be like a uh this is so ridiculous to even think but like uh think about that little alien and men in black and like that guy's and the guy's uh like power like the human power suit like, what if like there was a little alien inside that Inquisitor's chest, and she just cut off the head, and I was like, maybe the power unit. Yeah, I don't know. That I, I really, have, I, I love to know more, but I don't, I don't know if we'll ever revisit. I don't know why we would.
0: That, so that's a th- that's another question. Do they have a Sith force ghost? Like, can you be so dark side that you become a Sith or a Sith ghost? <laughs> from
1: from what I understand, no. But I'm proven wrong ra- rather often just by writing choices.
0: Yeah. So I've, I've looked up the inquisitors here and I've referenced this a few times because I always need to like remind myself who's who. Um, and, uh, he's not like, there's like a bunch of lists, uh, and like, you know, collages of all the inquisitors. I mean, there's nobody that comes close to looking like this guy. So, um, yeah. Uh, maybe he's in a book. I don't know. Here's my thing. And we can, we can touch on the retcons now. Um, I have like a hierarchy of retcons. Um, if it's a book retcon, I do not care. I couldn't care less. <laughs> the books are kind of like placeholders until something else happens, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, I, it kind of sucks, but also I don't read the books, so I just don't care. Second would be TV shows. That disappoints me, but I realize there's so much of it now, it's hard not to be perfect 100% of the time. So I excuse it. I don't like it the last is movies. If you're retconning movies, that's a problem. It just, that there's no excuse for that at all. Um, but go ahead and set up, uh, is there, I mean, is there any other retcons here? I know like, well, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know anything about the Ahsoka book. So, <laughs> so I never,
1: well, I read a little bit of the Ahsoka book. Um, and I did, I did a shout out to my, one of my favorite star Wars, um, influence, or I don't know, YouTubers. He, uh, his name—he goes like the channel name is Star Wars Explained, and he um, I watched him talk about this a bit, and he he's really like calmed me down about Recons because old stuff like, I don't know, old stuff used to drive me n- just like tiny little Recons like come on get it together guys, but I I've calmed down, but according to the the book, he, so this like episode is a very short retelling of like, the first half of the book, um. She goes and lives on a farm planet. She kind of helps him out uh, mechanically for a bit. She goes by Ashla and she befriends these two sisters um, whose names I'm blanking on. And um, in a different incident, she has to use her force powers. The one of the sisters doesn't like it, uh, reports her and a legion of stormtroopers are sent down and Destroy the village, but don't kill everyone. And uh, Ahsoka takes them all out. So that's that's what happens in the book, where I would say the the social unfortunate um, retcon is the person that influenced her uh, was a a person of color, queer woman, or the person that reported her, and she was a good friend of Ahsoka, and she was it wasn't so much an like uh, kind of mischievous like I'm gonna kill you. You have to understand that like everyone in the galaxy was told to was told that the Jedi were treasonous and that they try to kill their like precious emperor, especially in these early days when they thought um, Palpatine was a good guy. Uh, so she was like just doing the best for her village. And now that character has been replaced with a white male sexuality unknown um, and is made just to be a very evil character or a very um, sinister character, I'll say. And I, I will say a lot of people are up in arms, especially because Dave Filoni told E.K. Johnson he he got everything he needed to know about the book and was said hey it's good let's do it um you can publish it I know Ahsoka is my character but I trust you I like your representation of her so he signed off on the book he's okay with it and then he turns his back makes this episode and it really undoes a lot that she says and it's you know I don't worry too much about it but I don't love that he you know completely whitewashed a character um and I don't know. I didn't. I didn't love that aspect, but it's it's not gonna stop me from watching Star Wars because I don't. You know, one guy having a not great decision doesn't affect everybody involved with Star Wars, um, especially for something that I love so deeply. But that's just something I wanted to talk about. Um, feel as you may about it, it is kind of unfortunate. Um, but you know, that's just like like Michael said. There are so many layers to Star Wars, and to keep them all woven together perfectly is almost impossible.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing. Disney is bad at um, representing LGBTQ people. Um, When they do it, it feels very half-assed almost every single time. Um, It's usually like a throwaway line, a reference, a peck. You know, it's never there's, it's never a focal point of any, any person or story. Um, if anything, it's almost like, let's just throw this one thing in here. So certain people are happy, but the people that hate that stuff will also still watch, you know, it's like a, that it's Disney is very bad at it. Marvel has gotten better, not great, better. Star Wars doesn't even touch it. And uh yeah, I know it's something I would like to see. I mean, it's a thing that happens. So, um, I know there have been some, I think in the comics, there's uh, a lesbian character Um, but yeah,
1: yeah, so Afra there's, um, I you know, <laughs> we're, we're on this topic. I just want to throw it in there. There was a book called Padawan recently that focused on Obi-Wan in his early years. And there's quite a few passages referencing that he might be bisexual or asexual, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, I, as someone that's lightly associated with the queer community, I say lightly because I don't put a label on my sexuality. Um, you know, I think that's pretty cool. Um, but I don't know. I, it can, it can be up in the air. He's a Jedi. It doesn't need to be a focal point, but it would be cool if like more Jedi sexuality was kind of, uh, explored like that because, According to George Lucas, the Jedi's the Jedi's could sneak away and have some fun. They just can't love anybody.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, the interesting stuff there, not great. Um, and I just really hope that uh, you know I have a very small platform, but I hope uh, people have bigger platforms that you know Lucasfilm actually listens to and Disney actually pays attention to continues to have these conversations because I think it's important and I think it needs to be forefront uh, in their minds. So there's that. I did want to. Um, I pulled this sound clip. I couldn't find a good place to put it, but it's from the Inquisitor. Um, here we go. And who might you be? That's <laughs> the voice acting in the show is incredible. I thought this guy did really great. There's really good stuff in uh, the Dooku episodes. Dooku, uh, I, I'll talk about it later. Dooku's voice phenomenal, but everybody. Oh, uh, so good. Ashley Eckstein here coming back to the role is really great as well. Yes. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I love that woman. And like, I can't remember what the conversation was we had before, but you are know, like, own like when I, when I'd mentioned I like Dooku way more, the Dooku episodes, you seemed like, oh no, they might have done some, they might have done Ahsoka dirty. Uh, and the opposite, I think they absolutely nailed the character in every sense of the way.
1: I don't know. I love Ahsoka. I will eat up anything they give us about her. I love her from like in the move, in the first movie she appeared in as Snips. To her, like very kind of like scholarly and stoic appearances in Mando and Book of Boba, um, I love Ahsoka, and I, I don't know, I, I, and I, like I, like I said, I love Ashley Eckstein. I love that she come, like she came back and revoiced her. I don't think she would ever decline that role i don't know if you see what that woman's instagram is like but
0: she is ahsoka Ahsoka. she just is ahsoka (laughs) yeah it's not even uh,
1: a role she has like the inner like the inner layer of her hair is like striped blue and she has like very very blonde hair so it looks like she has ahsoka's montrals um so like she is ahsoka
0: yeah, she's like constantly cosplaying as her character, which that's so <laughs> cool. I think that's, and we talk a lot about this on the Marvel side that like um, we love people that love that are nerds too. Whenever we can get somebody that like truly loves the content they're creating, that's a big bonus. So a uh, great yeah. example there. Um, oh man, I, I feel like we've gone pretty quick, but I mean, is there anything else on the episode you want to touch on?
1: Um, I feel like I didn't say it but i'm gonna say it well two things i want to say i did love that final fight incredible she really did whoop that guy's butt um and there there was one kind of little line where she um well uh, sh- shoot i'm thinking of more things where she disappears talking to um bail on naboo and he's like oh you know i'm just i'm just a sinner trying to do the right thing And he's like very much trying to like have a soak and be like all right bail um, and then later when she, when he comes to her, he's like, I thought you'd never contact Are you ready to join us. And she like, kind of like does a deep breath and she looks she's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, I like and that moment. She becomes yeah. fulcrum. That's awesome.
0: She's talking, he's talking to the, as the, cause the clones come up, she's hiding on the roof of this awning. Um, and yeah, the conversation he's having with them, he's also having with her up above uh indirectly and one of the lines he says was I, uh i i'm sorry of course escort me back uh, uh but call me if you need anything and it cuts her. Yeah. Oh, it's like yeah it's like that's so beautiful good. um so uh yeah did you have anything else i think that's it i love these episodes i love tales of the jedi let's get a tales of the sith yeah do you want to touch on so i don't know like I don't know if people are, like, listening to this and they've only watched the Ahsoka episodes, so I don't want to spoil the Duke stuff, but do you have uh, any thoughts on how they handled that one, just real briefly?
1: Um, shoot. One thing I wanted to say, and obviously I won't say details, there are events that I didn't know happened so late in the canon. Like, I was like, wow, they, like, I did, like, Things must have moved at a breakneck pace after when something happened. Um, I thought that was really cool, and I, oh my goodness, uh, Dooku was a pretty good character. Clone Wars didn't do him like anything better, but this, like, I freaking love that character now. It makes me want to read. Um, I think the book is called Jedi Lost. Um, I really want to read that. It's about Dooku during this time period, um, like or even younger, like when he's friends with Sifo Sy- Diaz and um, training Qui Gon. Uh, it, it, I just, oh, I really want to know like everything now. Yeah,
0: um, there's the a fate, there's the fate of a character, uh, that was unknown to me that I was not prepared for um and i really like how they did that so yeah very good stuff we will recap that uh hopefully uh very very soon uh no more than a week i think is is when we plan on doing that so uh we'll have a separate guest on to talk about the dooku episodes um jake do you have a uh we have some time here i mean we could banter here at the end um let's banter you, do you have a recommendation What what are you up to what are you liking that's the thing is, I usually, you know, I try to keep it a one recommendation, because it's
1: usually me, you, me, and Tommy, and we all want to talk about what we're doing. But I've been, like, kind of indulging in a lot of stuff lately. Um, I will say, on the Star Wars note, um, I have read Light of the Jedi and Test of Courage. I just threw it in there. It's fine. You don't have to read it. Uh, I But I just finished Rising Storm and starting Fallen Star. So those who don't know, High Republic is an era in star Wars that takes place like anywhere between like about four or 500 years before to like a hundred years before phantom menace. So it's kind of a long period and there's like, it's complicated how they're doing this. So there's three phases and within each, each phase there's three waves. And with each wave, there's a main book, a young adult book, a kid's book and like a good amount of comics. So like, they are blasting us with some content right now on the uh, novel side i'm keeping it to the main novels and might revisit a couple of the side ones because i've heard some of those are really good but guys if y'all if you guys grew up with the prequels and really fell in love with the jedi order before you grew up and kind of learned they were terrible and want to go and learn about when the Jedi order was really like awesome and they were doing good stuff. Like read these books. It's so freaking good. And some of the characters in here are like, I have fallen in love with give me high Republic movies.
0: Yeah, we definitely, uh, I, I know we had the acolyte coming, but let's go mm-hmm. ahead and let's make it, let's just pull, pull everything back. Let's just move, move to that area. I'm down for it. Please. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'll give out a recommendation. Jake, i have already recommended it to you, but I got to tell the audience and our good friend, uh, <laughs> uh Devin over at Earth uh 894 we have been talking about this it is a brand new mobile game it is a deck building marvel game so um you know i don't play a lot of these games you know I, like hearthstone it's probably more similar to something like that but it's very simple it's mobile um and so again you know my reference point i compare i would have to compare it to Yu-Gi-Oh. like that's the only thing i have to compare it to it probably is more similar hearthstone might be a better comparison but very much Yu-Gi-Oh vibes you know all of your different uh heroes have different powers that factor in in this game so and, and they also they the powers match up with the heroes like you know uh Mr Fantastic his power like stretches points across your board um and uh what are some other ones uh Scarlet Witch can like change there's okay i'm getting into the weeds here but there there's three locations and each location has a different attribute that kind of changes up the game each time so, um, but like Scarlet Witch, she can like change the location of things. So it's kind of stuff like that. It's very nerdy, but it's also very fun. It's very addicting. Uh, I'm like obsessed with like trying to get my deck as good as possible. Unfortunately, you can't play with people, which is very frustrating to me. I hope that it's a brand new game. So I'm hoping that it comes later. So I, I, but I say that to say like, i have like typically when i recommend things especially to you jake i'm like you need to play this so we can play together you know um this is not even something we can play together uh and i think you would enjoy it so uh i know you have a video game as well that you need me to play so i know it's a two-way street yeah oh
1: shoot god you may want to talk about so much right now you know I- you mentioned you mentioned hearthstone i've heavily dabbled in it and i love hearthstone so I, I and i want to but i've been playing some stuff lately really occupied my time
0: and we get call of duty coming out tomorrow so god, uh, oh my uh, god <laughs> <laughs> oh no I'm downloading that at midnight
1: there goes all my time yeah yeah uh so. me i since we're just bantering me and michael used to you know call of duty has a stigma you know t- typically you're monster chugging kind of
0: racist toxic
1: toxic <laughs> males racist sexist kind of yeah. like uh uh all homophobes all like kind of reside on the call of duty servers um but i would i would view me and michael and the people we play with as kind of the anti those you know we're not taking the game too seriously we just play the game and we we make fun of uh assholes and that's really all we do um
0: yeah because like you said they're like genuinely bad people on there and like we get annoyed like we can be very annoying (laughs) but we're not hateful right no Uh... no we just (laughs) Like, if anything, we... maybe we're a little condescending. Maybe that's the worst it gets.
1: <laughs> but if we're being constant, condescending to genuinely terrible people, it's okay. But yeah. we'll we'll <laughs> we'll blast really obnoxious music through our
0: mics. <laughs> uh, that's funny.
1: Uh, can I can I get another rec? How much time? do Yes, you do it.
0: Uh, we got enough. That's all that matters.
1: Okay. Uh, I was telling Michael about this game. If you guys like complex puzzle games, um, look into the game. Super liminal. Now that is like it's on Game Pass uh for both PC and Xbox. I played it one night. It's about a two and a half hour, three hour play. Um super quick. It's made by the guys that made Stanley Parable. Um and it is just a I didn't want to tell Michael much about it, but I'll kind of get into it a little bit. It's a um it's definitely a <laughs> it's definitely a puzzle game where no, go ahead. I'll you'll I want you to hear it um it's definitely a puzzle game where perception means a lot um for example there's like the one of the first things you kind of learn is that like you know if you take um like a water bottle you hold it right here it looks really big over here it's smaller so dependent on how you're kind of holding it and then putting it down it is the size you last saw it um so there's like you're muted
0: yeah, I've, I've seen TikToks about this, actually, Jake. I did not know this is the same game.
1: Dude, it's an insane game. It's yeah. like, and I, I like puzzles. I really love puzzles. And especially like, just games that feature them lightly. Like, I, it really gives me a good pat on the back when I finish a puzzle. But when I finished a puzzle in this game, no, none of them were necessarily super hard. But when you clicked, it's like, that's what I had to do? Like, I didn't even know you could do that. It's so, it's so awesome.
0: Yeah, I actually I have I've seen this before um, quite a bit. Um, I appreciate you trying not to spoil me, but I'm pretty familiar now. Actually, I've seen yeah. like a lot of stuff on it. So, but I, I am actually I'm worried I'm uh, I probably shouldn't do it now, but I'm trying to find it to download it as we speak. Uh, might be a bad idea because Call of Duty is going to take up half my computer. Um, but yes, we'll see. it will. <laughs> Jake, this was so much fun. Thank you so much yeah. for coming on here. I want to give you the chance to tell people where they can find you online and what you're up to.
1: Yeah, I'm really only active on Instagram. Um, if for some reason you want to hit me up, that's where I'll be. Um, at Wide Awake Jake um, with um, periods in between each word. I also have a baking show. This is the third episode where I'm saying that we have an episode in the can and there's probably going to be a couple more appearances before that episode's actually out. Um, none of us get paid and uh, we don't make money. So, you know, we all take our time and we don't rush our... Uh, amazing editor, producer. Um, she can take her sweet time. You can find that uh, the show called The Great Bedtime Baking Show on YouTube. Um, hit a subscribe, put that bell on, so whenever that great new episode comes out, you can watch it. Um, but that's really all you can find me on.
0: Well, cool. I, I mean, I definitely, everyone should go do that. And I'm not trying to overshadow you now, but I, it, it reminds me, I have to mention now that uh, Stark Wars is on YouTube now too. So if you look up Star Wars, you can find us. And, uh, you know, I'm be- I'm posting like, you know, they have like their shorts, which is like real slash TikToks. I've been posting those there, but we also have video uh, episodes of, you know, you know, Jake was, Jake, uh, you come see Ahsoka's uh, little uh, min- minifig that is taped to Jake's microphone, uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, check us out on YouTube, but, um, other than that, go subscribe i subscribe
1: or I'll bake you.
0: Yeah. Uh, and actually I'm going to do one more thing. I, I told, I told everybody that if they left us a review on Apple Podcasts, that we would read it in a funny voice. Let's see if anybody no disappointed in you guys. We no, no new reviews. So you all are fired. Yeah. Uh, go, go do that. Go hit us up and, sub to, to, and uh, say some kind words. We'd appreciate it. And we'll shout you out on the show. That would be great. Uh, but yes, I, I will start to close this out now. Um, I would like to remind you guys to, I just said it, write and re- review us on iTunes. But Spotify too. You can do it on Spotify. It's super simple. Just, you know, hit the stars. Also, please subscribe because we're going to be here every single week and sometimes multiple times a week. Uh, you know, we got Andor and Tales of the Jedi now. A lot of cool stuff coming down the pike with Black Panther coming up soon. Uh, so uh, you definitely I think also we were looking at I was kind of looking at the schedule December's really open and I think we're going to be planning some really fun stuff in there so uh, again if you hit subscribe those will come right to your phone every single week uh, also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Stark Wars Pod. Uh, we're also on TikTok uh, check our show notes for our merch and ask me for a Discord link if you want to become a part of our Discord community but other than that that is all we got for you guys thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time maybe